Welcome back to another edition of the Fried Egg Podcast. Today's episode is powered by TD Ameritrade. Every stroke counts on the scorecard and every penny counts in the market. That's why TD Ameritrade is committed to straightforward pricing with no surprises. So you're free to swing with confidence. Visit tdameritrade.com slash fried egg. Member SIPC. We are back with another edition of the Fried Egg Podcast. Today's episode is part two of our most recent conversation with up-and-coming golf architect Jaeger Kovic. So if you missed part one, check it out. It was released last week. Uh, we talk a ton about how Jaeger got into the profession of golf architecture, playing golf around New York and A.W. Tillinghast. In this edition, we go over Jaeger's Mount Rushmore. We bring back overrated, underrated. There's all kinds of good stuff in this uh, this half of the podcast. Really appreciate the time from Jaeger. He also has been writing a ton for the website. Him and Clyde Johnson have been doing the Eclectic 18 of the UK. Highly recommend checking it out. This week, we will be hitting hole 16. So... If you haven't read any of them, you got a lot of reading ahead, and uh, they do a really great job breaking down uh, each hole, one through 18, all different holes from different golf courses around the UK. So definitely check that out on the website, thefriedegg.com. And here's part two of Jaeger Kovic. I miss a green, for example. I'm already upset. When I find my ball in the bunker, I'm really upset. And when I find my ball in a fried egg. Fried egg. The dreaded fried egg. Fried egg. Fried egg. Fried egg. Fried egg. Fried egg lie. I'm about ready to run off the golf course. We've talked Tillinghast and we've talked Tom Simpson. Yeah. I, I'm assuming those two would be on your Mount Rushmore. I, four, four guys, if you had to do four. Who would be the other two? If you, I, I don't want to put either of those guys on if you don't think they deserve to be on there. Uh, I don't know. I guess... Um, this is... Yeah, I, I, love sports talk radio and this is like the classic you know mount mount, mount rushmore question mount rushmore it's it's i ask it to so many people i just um i'd probably put tom on there uh his influence with the writing and uh just um not just his golf courses which the portfolio certainly speaks for itself and probably belongs on there just because of that, but I think the impact in the with the the books, both the anatomy and the conventional guide, and just showing people we're trying to the modern day, um, you know, sort of it just shows you how how many great golf courses there are around the world that people didn't really know about, and you know people are going up. All over the place to see them because you know he, he put these places on the the sort of map again i think that impact that way is is pretty enormous um plus uh, you know the- and and writing about restoration like and like how many clubs did he write like this could be great if it was restored like and then it led those clubs to actually do something mm-hmm or just the the anatomy too just um you know, it's just the perfect book to give to like your green chair or something like that, right? It's like one oh one. It's you know, not the super old English like the old guys, but it's it's in very easy to understand. Well, at least I think so. But I think even the the just um guy that's really interested in the golf can probably read that architectural book and I mean learn a gazillion things from it too even though if they don't understand everything there'll be parts they take and then they'll play more and more and if you pick it up five years later you probably learn something totally new too so um yeah i uh i i always recommend that or shackleford's grounds for golf okay yeah i actually love the little red book too that was neat 
I think it's really easy for people with like ADD like me. Or if you uh, grew up on Golf Club Alice, I'm like, yeah, I remember that thread. I remember one of those. <laughs> that yeah. too. Right. That's, that's how I it took it. It doesn't have it. It some like, of the snarky replies. Those are good too. Uh, <laughs> he shockingly likes like emojis on there too, which is kind of funny. It is kind of fun. <laughs> Bill Core likes emojis too. Uh, yeah, like who? Guy doesn't have email, but he loves the text. It's pretty funny. It is. It is funny. It's, it's really funny. <laughs> Do, doesn't even know how to use the internet, but, but it's stuff. funny too because he's like, hey, you know, the last time he's like, hey, hi here. This is Bill. Like, do you, like he's like, are you comfortable texting? I'm like, I'm 33, man. You're like, yeah, I can do this. <laughs> Been doing this for a while. Uh, um. I mean, he's a candidate, too, for sure, right? Um, I don't know. I mean, Mackenzie would probably be on there uh, with the continental stuff just all over the globe. Uh, that's a pretty important one, too. How many is that? That's four. Is that four if we have Tilly on there? Are you booting Tilly? I don't know. You, I don't, you can boot him. Don't feel like you have to have him on there. I, I, we'll, we'll leave it for now. I mean, you could put... I have a total uh, fascination with Walter Travis courses as well. He would probably be a candidate for me. Um, I probably wouldn't have Ross over Tilly. Um, I think Tilly's best work is uh, sort of a step of like the whole chunk of that A-level uh, Tilly stuff I think is a little over um, – that, that sort of class from Ross. I think Ross has some like a top three or five, which are up there. But after that, it's kind of, you know, that, that sort of perfect. Every, every community has to have one of those Donald Ross courses, which is awesome, right? The volume. Um, That's a tricky thing to weigh is like the prolificness. But it's important. And, you know. I, I guess mean, this is a good question for you. You, I mean, you could questionably have, you know, Trent Jones on there just because of what he did business-wise to the thing. I mean, you could have cult. it on there. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That was the next one from the UK. Or, shit, I mean, Old Tom or, like, those, you know, the guys that were just finding, the like, you know, if you wanted to go with that, um, Old Tom's resume is pretty damn good too, right? So would you – let's take, like, Tom Simpson career – Mm. or I don't nobody's ever going to be Donald Ross but like say say you did instead of what Tom Simpson 20 courses something like that George Thomas would be another one that's in that same bucket there's a guy that you know there's another candidate for you but yeah would you rather have like that type of career where or or a like three times as many but not have as good the great ones like not have as many great ones all really you know i'm just trying to have a career i I understand that (laughs) but you know i'm just curious i i never really thought i it's such a different business now it is i you know there's there's nobody i i can't see any scenario where anybody's going to have anything close to that right so in scaled reality you know if if anyone you know start the clocks now does like 40 or 50 courses courses in their career. It's going to be insane, right? Tens a lot. It is, you know, even if like, you know, like look at, you know, it's changed in the last five years, but historically, if you look at say like Gil, like Gil, he, he didn't, he doesn't have like the world's longest list of, of um, new courses. Certainly the last five, 10 years, would probably you know you it's fresher in your minds the new things so and they're prevalent and they're all awesome um but it's the business has changed and it took years and years and years of great renovation restoration and the the odd really cool new courses he built but to to get to that point it's so hard to tell now i'd be i'm just hoping to do one honestly it would be it would be amazing to just do one right now and i'm probably not even gonna you know who knows what that property is gonna like so it's impossible i think because like this is a conversation that you have about tour golfers like would you rather be the guy that has like 
you know, the 25 year career, but doesn't win a ton or a guy that wins, you know, a lot, but mm-hmm. a shorter career. Like, yeah. you know, it's like that, that it's a crazy thing. Cause like, I don't know. That's, that's kind of what spurned my, my thought. Could, there. could like Clayton Kershaw, right. You do the best renovation restorations of all time, but when you get the new stuff, it just doesn't add up and it doesn't translate, yeah. you know? Right. <laughs> Sorry, Shackelford. <laughs> That's a good. That's a good. I, I like that. It's yeah, Clayton Kershaw. It's uh, yeah. I I don't know. It's a. Uh, I I agree. Cause then I just I just don't want to be the Mets. Or or the Cubs. <laughs> True, right? <laughs> the Cubs are are worse, but we've been good lately. You know? Yeah. So it's it, it, I yeah. In your position, you get the, getting the first one's the toughest thing. Yeah, and then. After that, it feels like getting the second one because so you're not just the, you know, one time, you know, you got lucky one time, you know, you can, you did something, you did something good, good enough that someone wants to work, you know, wants to use you again, right? That's okay. It wasn't a fluke yeah, kind of thing, you know, that supplants it, you know, anyone can get lucky once, I guess. It's, it's in the, the development world too, it's, it's so hard at this point, I think developers that the, you know, they're in this position where they almost feel like there's not too much work for the top guys. So like they're always available and, and they think like, oh, why wouldn't we not? Why would we like there's no risk in hiring, you know, Gil, Tom or Bill, uh, you know, Bill, like there's you're getting the highest quality stuff. <laughs> yeah. Every time. And it, it, there's just no. There's no a, a smart, safe choice, but you know when Mike Kaiser changed everything when he hired David Kidd, mm-hmm. David Kidd was a extremely risky hire. Yeah, and it's it's just a fascinating thing because at that time there was so much development going on that you could well like Fazio is going to be so busy that this wouldn't he wouldn't spend a ton of time here like and that's not the case right now, which is a very interesting thing for the uh we were talking about that earlier with the restoration stuff and the consulting right you know imagine being 27 and being hired at the at piping rock right you know it's is uh cool awesome all right yeah we can do that and that doesn't happen anymore uh you know it not to someone sort of that unproven even then it takes a lot you know a lot more experience and you know it's cool because it lets you know you know i know i can go look for things with like a huge amount of potential and try to you know the right that's the thing is you you kind of like look to make a little bit of that sort of dent by taking something that could be really awesome and and showing people that cuz it's the stuff that's really close it's, you know it's probably someone's already working there at this point yeah um, the stuff that everybody's heard of it's already been restored exactly for the most part there's still some that need it um i'll tell you where you you know the wisconsin so many courses up there just are in desperate need of tree removal there's plenty around here too <laughs> it's just like what you were talking about earlier it's just a lot more expensive the, to get out here yeah take the trees out <laughs> yeah take, so then lot, you can get to work yeah how much nicer is it working at home as opposed to <laughs> it's pretty sweet uh it really doesn't happen very often but um it's 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 almost weird a little bit because it's like there's there's other things going on at home and when you're on the road like you can be really laser focused right there's no there's nothing else to do uh at some of these places and you're just you're there with the crew and the guys and all you're doing is talking about golf and that project and how to make that better and better and all that stuff and you're taking in that culture but when you're at home it's it you know certainly you know having uh fiance and someone to like come like at home that's not you know doesn't know what's going on it's it makes it uh, a little bit different but um 
God, there's nothing better than sleeping in your what's, own, own bed. Your, I end up radi- in so what's many. What's the radius for staying home? Like how? Well, it's tough because I can get to Long Island in the morning when I leave at like you know five a.m. I get out there in fifty minutes, but it might take two hours plus in traffic uh, to get back all the way across to. I live just on the other side of the city in Jersey, and it's like you know that makes you think like uh, occasionally it might be good to stay out here, and you kind of half and half, I guess, is kind of what I did at the with the creek, which is, again, it's like 50 minutes in the morning, but it can be, if you want to leave before 7 p.m., it's going to take you two plus hours. So it's, you know, even, it, it's not even a home game sometimes when it feels like it should be. Um, what, uh, what project, I imagine that you were just, you just alluded to it with talking golf with the other guys you're working with, like what project sticks out? Like where, when did you have the most fun time after work or during and after work where you go you're done and you just talk talk shop and talk architecture with the ones that stick out the most are dismal river um and that was like your second one that was the first one first construction with you're an intern renaissance yeah there was a group of like 10 of us right out there that and that were pretty much trapped right so you're when you're in Nebraska, there's no place there. We're all eating three meals together every day. Um, we're all sleeping in room like right next to each other. Um, th- you're working together all day long. That's that's kind of that's just what it is. Obviously, there's more talk than just golf. But knowing me, it probably was only <laughs> golf. Especially if you had how many colliding. of the ten are still in architecture. Um, um, I think we did this on the other one. So obviously oh, yeah, we talked about that. Right. Sorry. So obviously Tom Blake and Brian and yeah. Schneider, right. Those are obvious. Um, uh, Jonathan Reister, who was out there a bit with us is still, he still does, uh, some work, I believe. Um, although I think he just went back to school. Um, so who else? Yeah. Blake Clyde. Uh, for sure. Zach Vardy, for sure. Um, Jeff Stein, for sure. Brett Hochstein. Uh, Ryan Yance was working at Bel Air, right? He, um, yeah. Who else? I haven't kept too much in touch with like Connor Cummings, but I've heard at points, I think he's worked with Trip at least. He's from Oklahoma. Um, I don't know if there's anybody else currently like they were still in for a while, at least if they weren't uh, James Bird, I guess, and uh, Matt Hunter. Um, some of the other names that popped into my mind, I if I'm, I might be forgetting someone obvious, but I, I just it's yeah. a while ago. <laughs> it it, it of, tends a lot to remember, too. But it's I mean, it was that was a that was a awesome time and learning experience um that was a crash course in minimalism but at the same time too um vineyard golf club uh my first project with gil well was was great um i spent a lot of time there with uh kyle franz that's where you know three months with him uh talking architecture all the time i mean that's all we're ever going to talk about together um <laughs> you know when kyle calls you it's gonna be like an hour and a half conversation and he's driving and you're just worried he's gonna <laughs> total his car on another animal at the same time and i know he's driving with two feet as well which is just so dangerous um but he thinks he's the world's greatest driver oh man he's gonna kill me for saying all of this but it'll be funny um at least I didn't get him as bad as Wagner got him on some of the other ones. Um, even in France with Neil, uh, I was telling you earlier when we're walking around, uh, he's he's awesome. He's one of the most talented people in the business and loves it. And we are a really great team on site. We have a lot of similar uh, just views on life. And it was we had an awesome time uh building golf and taking in the French lifestyle this year. Um, that, so that has was, to be just an awesome place. Yeah. <laughs> it was hot though. Yes. They, the French do not do air conditioning very well. Uh, but if, um, 
you can get a the fan situation sorted, get a sleep on the bottom floor of the house and a lot of rosé, I think is the key. Really. It's it's a far worse. When you're talking shop with with other guys, you know, they're you're kind of like teammates when you're doing these projects, but then in the future, you guys are hopefully, you know, going to go on and build your own courses and not all be working together all the time. Like, are you, do you have ideas that you like can't tell you, you can't like in your head? I, yeah, I think, uh, <laughs> for sure. I, I absolutely, I, I'm, there's, everybody's got their own little secret move or something, you know, you like, <laughs> yeah, of course. I, 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 maybe it just depends on how much rosés flowing at the time as to what comes out at when but you know they're all just ideas right mm -hmm. and most of the ideas in this stuff have probably been they're probably coming from somewhere being recycled or inspired by something else anyway so um you know we'll see i think there's obviously like a big thing about you know what's next right we've been yeah. on this minimal you know so i think there's a next question there's ah uh, you know <laughs> Oh yeah. So, you know, I, I, I certainly have ideas about what that could be. I think there's a lot of stuff with the way, um, some of the like crazy technology stuff and the, uh, tools we have to, to do these, 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 you know, super high end jobs now. Um, I think there's so, you know, with the bunker liners, all these sorts of different drainage stuff I, I, to sort of take what we have equipment wise and sort of rejigger some of the form and function stuff and try to make the i mean you can make look at the, the bunkers today like it's like perfection right but at the same time it's really easy to almost if you're a good player to hit some of that super high spinny shots out of those you know, the Billy Bunker stuff, right? It almost makes it more moist and the sand is firmer. So a really good player can get down and like create a lot of spin. It almost it's makes it easier for it's them. very predictable. So how to take, sort of react to that, right? Because um, I think is sort of where mine go my mind goes. But then I also think too about like, you know, going more in the more urban stuff, right? Um, certainly I live around, here in the big cities, transforming sort of more urban golf courses that, or, you know, right on the outskirts that doing more sort of small format things and how we can um, just sort of, you know, go about the small format stuff a little different. The reversible stuff is really cool. The project uh, we're doing at, at Edgartown with the, um, it's a nine hole course, but we're building a second green very much in that sort of Japanese style so it can they have the room for it so they get two holes with only one fairway right it's two greens and two approaches but everything else is shared so you know that sort of two courses in one thing you might get in one way at the loop you get a little bit different there um you know so I think nine holes is the right amount of golf for a lot of people for for me, 36 is barely enough in a day. So, But I'm saying like in terms of like a, a working professional, because nine, you can like squeeze in, right? Or four, you can squeeze in. Yep. I think that's the best benefit of, of being a member at a country club I, is the ability to go play four holes versus... The, I proposed something recently where there was... Was it you in Shackleford were talking about it? And I... I, I I was like, man, these guys told my idea because I, I had this this uh, routing for redoing a, you know, it was, it was a proposed rerouting for something. And I was like, well, this place wants to be like super family friendly. They have a residential component to it. I was like, well, if you could kind of reverse some of this, all of a sudden you could have a loop of four holes, a loop of five holes and the loop of nine all at the same time. So it's giving the country club that like the starters, a lot more places to send people out. You know, if it's the wife and the kids and you bought one of their like 250 homes right next door, you could go out real easy in the evenings when you get home. If the wife is, you know, just learning and even nines, maybe a little bit too much at times. That's perfect. If you've got the kids that are just learning, you know, 
that's so, and you come right back and so it's easy function you know it's tough on the routing to always make it work and come back to the the clubhouse and stuff like that um but i i think that's like if you want to talk about like family friendly stuff and things like that you could potentially do things like that and make it more you know you could sell four whole loops five whole loops so, and make I, more re- more money out of that right i was thinking about this it, so the way that happened was it was a 27 hole golf course being downsized to 18 so i was like well how do you tell these guys they're not going to lose revenue so i was that's how it occurred to me like that and i was screaming at the pod when you guys were talking like you stole my damn idea um sorry yeah it's all right first time long time i I think about a lot of stuff (laughs) the same so i i want a public course to do this where you have to have the routing right but you could have like a three-hole league a six-hole league and a nine-hole league, and the nine-hole league—the nine-hole league starts at five. The uh, the six-hole league starts at like you know five forty, and right. the the three-hole league starts at six fifteen. And it all depends on when you get off work, like when you can yeah. get off work, and you go and you play, and everybody then finishes at the same time. And you it, it has to you have to have the routing right spots, but you could adapt this, but then everybody together and you have like drinks afterward and it's well like i couldn't get out of work so i couldn't get out of work in time for the nine hole or so i did the three holer but then you got to build the putting course but you know right outside too and you get the fire pit and you just keep it going with the drinks it's perfect man there's there's a place that's getting uh, that i went and i started thinking about this from it and they have a putting course right outside there you go it's funny you said that because that's exactly what they're doing it's like lock labelle up in uh wisconsin awesome it's a but but yeah they have a they have a three hole loop a six hole loop potential and a nine hole loop it's there you go it's neat i I don't know this but that's a but uh yeah (laughs) sorry just rabbit rabbit hole city exactly exactly i I mean do you when you were a kid you just started sketching golf holes i imagine at some uh at some point yes i i have a sketchbook at home with, with like random holes. Sometimes it's like, you know, I would just go on the early stages of Google Earth or whatever and just trace something into it and then draw over top of that or old yardage books. I have a massive yardage book collection. So some of that sort of stuff, trying to, you know, create sort of your own sort of templates or whatever as a kid was kind of fun, I guess. I mean, that was more probably high school. I probably started doing that a little bit. How but when I was were, really young, I was, I was drawing, thoughts. honestly, I was drawing like, I was the first thing I ever wanted to do in life was be an NHL goalie. So I have sketchbooks more with like custom goalie pad setups than I do with golf courses, but it quickly changed as you can tell. It's a one track mind here. Now for a quick word from our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Be Dratty. Be Dratty makes some of the best golf clothes on the market. They make the best cotton. It is Pima Peruvian cotton, and there's no better place to have this soft, luxurious cotton than in your underwear. They make boxers. So I would definitely check out the Richard Boxer. I mean, there's nothing better than a great shirt from Be Dratty. It's so comfortable. I I get people talking about it all the time. They're like, oh, God, these shirts are so comfortable. Well, imagine that in your underwear. I mean, life's too short to wear uncomfortable underwear. So Richard Boxers, you can get those on Um, They come in all different types of colors. You know, my biggest problem is is Mrs. Fried Egg will steal them to sleep in them. I mean, maybe this is TMI, uh, but highly recommend the Richard Boxer available on BeDratty.com. And now we will go back to Jaegerkovich. Yeah, you travel, you play a ton of golf and see a lot of golf courses. Not you might not play as much as you see courses. I, I, play, play, I play a lot. Uh, the yeah, I uh, you're not junkie. all the time, but yeah, I I'm addicted. How do you go about figuring out where you're going to see stuff? Like what could what could the listener that's well where take, am I? Well, am just I say home? just am say I you're going to... somewhere you haven't been. Like, what's the first first thing you're doing? I don't know, but see, I'm always starting off by going someplace for work, right? Yeah. I'm always so. If you're working in Pinehurst, you're obviously, I, you know, I wanted to go, you know, I had to go to Roaring Gap. Finally, I, you know, Old Town. Uh, 
Salisbury, you know, that sort of. There's so many courses in North Carolina. Yeah. So, but if, you know, in Nebraska, you know, if you're, you can, you can drive to Prairie Dunes, you can drive north to Sutton Bay, I guess. You can go see all of the cool mom and pop stuff in Nebraska. Um, the little nine hole sand hole courses are awesome. I don't know. But it's it it's just like you're always starting from somewhere, and so um, I you know a lot of it's you know we're around here. So one thing I've been trying to do at home is slowly, you know, I've I've have lists of courses I want to see that I compile or whatever. So sometimes it's listed by state by state. Sometimes it's like list of uh, courses by that architect that I want to see. So I want to see, I'm trying to see as many or all of the Tillinghouse stuff really, but same thing with Walter Travis. Um, cause he, he certainly did a lot of work near in my part of the country. Um, and I'm just, he's incredible and maybe the most underrated of the American based guys. Um, I won't call him American cause he's not, but, um, he, he did all of his work in America. Yeah. 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 Um, so and then Emmett as well. I'm trying to see kind of all of his stuff as well. Is it Emmett or Emmett? I, I don't know. You'd have to ask. Uh, there's just a new book that came out, The Naturalist, right? I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I think so. Um, I don't, yeah, I want to learn more about him. Um, it's uh, you just got to go see him, see what's left, try to piece it together. What, what do you have? What What are like? the top of your list of of places you want to see that you haven't gotten to yet Ah, on my list oh we were talking earlier uh myopia hunt is on there uh and essex i guess right across the street from each other um boston two-step yeah um cape arundel uh the travis course up in maine um i said i was going there with it this year and i didn't yeah i said that last year uh, <laughs> there's it's, I'm, I'm lucky right there's I've seen a lot and a lot of what I've tried is Huntercombe in the UK is the Willie Park Jr. the place that he I guess owned or was in developed um, that place just looks absolutely fascinating um well, Hinch has been at the very top of my list for the longest time. Um, I probably. We had a discussion earlier. I want to go back to Japan and uh, I get everything in Australia, New Zealand. As, I don't know. So it, there you go. Now we're in Rabbit Hole City again. And uh, we had a discussion earlier about about architects of the golden age that did it as a hobby and what they did, and then. You know, it spawned from talking about Aiken and what a friend of ours said about how, you know, he got to build it for himself. Yeah. And, you know, Willie Park with Hunter Combe. Right. Developed, he built it for himself. Yeah. And there's like, you we know, just, I, you know, I was just writing about the Addington the other day yeah. for the eclectic thing, right? And uh, Abercrombie was the same thing there. It's like Pine Valley or, uh, yeah. How, listen, I've thought about it. I've, you know, <laughs> I don't know how I can uh, afford that perfect, you know, sandy coast or even, you know, whatever. Honestly, it'd be cool. I've dreamt about just like somehow being able to take over like a, a few of these courses here in the like just as really close into the city and being able to take those over, do something really cool and just sort of like a awesome nine hole course, a nine hole par three course and just a killer driving range and just being able to like show people kind of what you could do like you know well I, and in pine valley greatest course in in the country everybody says that was built by a guy you mm-hmm. know like the guy it was all a vision right yeah obviously he got a lot of help but he he built it for him like you know yeah but i don't know but when i'm when you're out there on the machine i'm not thinking about what that i'm just trying to make everything you know make love of the dirt right just give it i i'm just gonna i'm just like that anyways i'm gonna pretend like it's mine no matter what and take to do the super high quality best best work you gotta believe that like or just you're doing it because you love to do it and you know 
you take so much ownership of it. I think I, I don't think it'd really be any different. I if people are going to trust me to do that, I'm going to do it the same. Um, sure, I, I mean, there's no like. What would I do on my own? Maybe not as much. It would be maybe a little bit more out there, I suppose, you know, but it, I guess it depends on your client too at that rate. You know, what are they, what are they looking for? Everybody has so something, but yeah, but I, honestly, I just get dropped off on a bulldozer or an excavator. It was like, okay, you know, very little verbal instruction sometimes. And it's like, here you go. Okay. Make something cool. So once you're there in the machine, it feels almost the same at that rate, right? What does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It it does. Like once you get into it, right? You're... Once once you're there, you got to make it yours. Mm-hmm. You know that. It because it is like you do have ownership because it's your. Yeah, yeah. and then it's okay. turned over to the you know contractor to the club to seat or you know whatever, and then it's then it's somebody else's. But until then, that's that's ours to make make it is the most fun golf you could possibly create out of it right what's your pet peeve in oh. architecture oh. it could There's... be any any type any i'm just curious what one... what what when you see just drives you nuts one of my favorite i just love the way um golf holes look in the dirt it just like tracked in with the track marks and the blade marks from how you know the machine or the bucket marks Mm -hmm. um from smashing down yeah yeah i'm a i'm not a there's like different ways to run the machine you know there's a lot of guys i'm a i'm a tapper like you can normally hear me like the tapper yeah it's really loud the the guys that rent you the machine don't like you because you're beating the hell out of the thing so sorry Matt and Rich and well, everybody else. I'm sure else. they're making their money on those rentals. It, it's all right. Uh, they'll. It's, it's got all, character. If you if you go fast enough, they'll forgive you. Um, but when it's got all those fresh bucket marks and all those tracks on it, and then someone comes ripping up on a cart or something and just lays just tire tracks like right down the line of sight. It's like, oh, don't touch it. It's just so perfect right now. But it's obviously an inevitable part of the process. It's That is my least favorite, I'm sure. I, yes, I've gotten probably way too upset at a few people for tr- just running something up. But it, it just is what it's not. You know, all right, we'll fix it. No big deal. Well, it's got to be perfect at the end. And it's that's all that matters. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's... uh. I always it's like seeing tough. like a sprig course. Oh no, sprigs are the worst. Sprigs See? is the worst process to watch because <laughs> you're out there and like it, you know, I probably said it make love to dirt, right? It's just it's got you put this perfect finish on it. You make every so it's like, you know, we're literally talking fractions of an inch, you know, with almost all of the features, right? There it's and then, you know, certain like the surface of a green, right? You know, we'll hand rake the green. And then you know what it how you sprig? You get a bunch of guys to just come trample everything, you know, walk all over it by hand after you've just raked every footprint off of the thing. They're going to then walk all across it, put out all their fur, then take all these sprigs, throw them all over the place and just have a dance party across it. Then they're going to come by and slice it in and then they're going to crimp it in and roll it in. And somehow it always goes back perfectly or... But it is the don't ever watch anything. I don't you've like. Well, I've, I've never built. seen something S- just. <laughs> I, d- I like when it's just after and the grass, grass starts puffing up. Yeah, I love the color of hydro mulch. That's a beautiful sight. The, the, oh, Maybe that's sprigging. what I like. I don't even know what sprigging I'm is. The worst. Don't. <laughs> no, the finish like pre seed because northern grass like bank grass fescue. The finish work you have to do has to be ultra precise because that that won't tolerate it, right? It'll stay in that forever. But the process with the sprigging with all that uh, herd of elephants and the whole circus that goes on after, you know, so if it's a – you know, you want to get it to absolutely perfect, but there's different tolerances because of what you do after in the next step of the process, so – and then it, it, I try to finish everything like it's 
bent anyways, right? You got to make, you got to make it perfect. You get one chance. You get one chance, then the grass goes on and it's done. Then it costs a whole lot more to take it apart. So, one chance. Got to make it perfect. That's true. Yeah, that That's, is the the finality of design is like kind of a scary thing. You, you don't want to dig stuff back up. What's like the most nervous you've been on a project or like building something? Have you ever felt like I really don't want to screw this up? Like, uh, like I specifically was, about like one. Maybe the most. Well, I know for sure I'm going to be. I'm already nervous about doing that hole at Edgartown in the spring, just because it's so unique and the landform is so amazing already uh and that'll be the first probably the first definitely the first green i've ever fully you know executed on my own um entirely green expansion is one thing but to build an entirely new green on that's that's a huge step your design correct you know so that's yeah but in the past um, built a lot of greens from nothing but i wouldn't say a lot you know certainly that's you know gill gill or jim or say Eric Iverson when I was working for Tom or Bryant, those were the guys building most of the greens. Uh-huh. Um, we've definitely built, you know, we do a lot of sort of everything else and we certainly tweak things here, there, uh, certainly built a good handful of them. Certainly in the, in the last year, it's been more and more. That's what we were talking about earlier. That was the amazing thing about France is I, I've built more greens for them in France than I probably did in the four years prior um, working with them. So that that's what made that that's why you... No brainer. Right. Yeah. Aside from the rosé, right. Yeah. But, uh, and the uh, duck, but um, uh, Oronim Inc. was very nerve-wracking. Uh, going into that was probably the most nervous I'd ever been because the amount we had to recreate for that restoration, I mean, it was going from 70-something bunkers to like 182 i believe that they're out there right now um so entire landforms needed to be totally recreated and some ultra artistic just mind-blowingly cool stuff and we had tons of photographic evidence of what it exactly was like but um to that was i felt pretty nervous being in the everyday guy there and being the one that was there was that was that was tough but very proud of how it turned out speaking of like in your mind what's the line i feel like you know certain places should always you know like given their space in the game like it's a no-brainer restore restore mm. and a lot of stuff has just gotten restored but like when is it When's it right to not restore and to renovate maybe a hole or change a routing or of a especially a classic golf course like a, a golden age design? I think you you know I don't know. It's something you don't want to get in a necessarily pattern of doing, but I think it's a circumstantial thing. So um uh, only to just pull from like an actual experience, right? So there's there's a couple places like that. I think in the future we kind of hope to do at Suburban, right? It's a 1922 Tillinghast course. It was built ten minutes down the street from Baltusrol the same year. Um, so there's tons of incredible stuff out there, but there's also it's a very tight place it's a small property it's there's a lot of linear nature it required to get sort of through but um there's a uh you know there's a shortish par five there that's got 500 yards of property line and fence up the right and over time that's become trees on the left side which is narrowing the thing and there's really you know was really never any it was just a straight 500 yard hole until it got to the green and the green had changed the green's been was changed by a golf pro 
I don't know, 30, 50 years ago. It's just a pancake. The Kafra. Right. The just Kafra flattened it. Change. It's just the- but that's a place where, you know, they have um, already a pattern of these really cool sort of shared hazards. And we need to do something to try to pull the interest left instead of right where they have the boundary issue. Um, that's a place where you could sort of get into do, they already have shared hazards on a number of holes. So if we could do something like connect some fairway a little bit with the 17 on the left of it, uh, do some cool shared hazards. And I've kind of thought too, since the green sort of, you know, that's a place where maybe you could add a little bit more of the, oh, it's a, it's, you could maybe start to think about doing some, you know, pull Tillinghouse did a lot of writing and sketching of template holes especially the par fives you you know double dog leg the, great hazard right so that's something there where we've sort of just batted around that idea um we haven't done anything with it but that's something we kind of kicking in the back of our heads for down the road um so that's a place uh, i kind of look to is you know there's it's just 500 yards of straight um this is so a place pancake kind of yeah but not Tilly's, so. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, yeah, that's, I, that's a tricky thing. There's also like. places, too, where if there's like a functionality thing, right? So um, if it's, there's. Drainage. Or- correct. Circumstances have changed and it's flooding and you have to move something, right? You know, then what do you do? Um, shade, safety, things like that. Um, those are always obvious ones, but, you know, sometimes. I don't want to change the crazy stuff. I like, you know, the wild stuff. I'm always going to probably lean to, oh, keep that. That's the cool stuff. But like the stuff that, you know, I don't know. I think there's sometimes a lot of room for improvement. Things are always um, evolving. So you just got to work at it. Oh, I guess circumstance. But at the same I'm I'm pretty strict on myself with the restoration stuff. I really... I don't know. I'm I'm pretty. I think you kind of have to be. There's a lot of gray area in what restoration is, so I just try to be pretty clear and try to. If we're going to be really authentic, I want to do that. If there's no reason to do that, then what do we do? Is it just something that's influenced, or is it a total? I don't know. There's a lot of ways that it's to sort of spin it at the same time. Yeah kind of got like a dividing line and then like as you get so some in edge of the spectrum and you know it's very a delicate situation yeah but you know i i there's always been a pattern i think you know when there's real history and there's real something to tie into i think there's something really cool about uh having that same sort of experience and the people have been playing golf here for a hundred years and that sort of same thing. I think there's a lot to that. I think we have that throughout our culture, right? That sort of, you know, antiques are a thing for a reason, right? People love that sort of stuff, the sort of vintage clothing, the, you know, all our kitchen appliances look like they're, you know, they have the very sort of historic sort of thing to them. I think it's, you know, the way you kind of, you know, what did mom do right at home? So there's, there's always a, draw i think to that culturally um and it i don't know hey i haven't done overrated underrated in like a year wow you do some overrated underrated uh maybe <laughs> we'll see i guess go for it rainer uh, currently current currently trending overrated probably in the he didn't make the Rushmore. He didn't make Mount Rushmore for I, me. I so he didn't even get mentioned. It could, yeah, how about that? It's kind of unbelievable. He, I just, I always am amazed at the fact that he didn't even know what golf was until. How about that, right? McDonald. You know, I, McDonald, I think, would be closer to the Rushmore than Rainer, in my mind. Yeah, the, the impact, right? Impact is insane. Rainer, the thing that I'm amazed about is that... Oh, Andy's favorite rabbit hole. I, I've said this a lot, but I think his best holes yeah. are the non-template holes. Yeah, totally. That's fine. Yeah? Yeah. But 
you know, so it's hard to pick for. Listen, listen, I love it. I just, I was super pumped about Francis Byrne the other day, right? I mean, I, I love it. Right. Of course. Yeah. But the whole, you know, I love the template. Like, I love the, you know, the world needs more leaving holes as far as I'm concerned or no, like really good no hole. But at the same time, too, that's the only thing the world seems to be talking about right now. And I'm just a little, uh, I want to be different, man. I just like, you can do something different. I, I, you know, I don't, I don't post pictures for likes, like, and stuff. But I know when I post like some fresh new Rainer photos yeah. that the internet is going to like love them. It is so weird. It's I don't know what it is about. I think it's because people have seen it well, before, right? Yes, it's recognizable, and so you you like, and it, they're easy to understand because yeah. you can you can okay, well, this whole, it, the strategy of it is like this. And it's sort of told to you and it's explained to you so you can relate it back to that and you can break it down. And it's like, you know, that's the, if you were going to teach an architecture 101 thing, almost like tons of that stuff would be in there, right? Um, that's, you know, the most copied hole in golf is the Redan, right? How would that not be, you know, you'd have that discussion of what is that and how does it look here? How is it there? Is this one, you know? So, um, it's, it's just relatable. Uh, people can, can get it. And that's great. You know, I started like that too. Like, of course. Um, but then the more and more, sometimes it's like, all right, you know, I I absolutely, I, I'm, I'd love to go to Camargo. I, that's really high on my list. But like the same time too, you know, it's difference, difference good too. I, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I, I, I like to zig, but not, you know, I like the most influential golf course in my life is, is a Rainer, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that's why, like, you know, that's like the place where like a light bulb went off for me. Yeah. So I think that's obviously always something that I, you know, and it's, um, but like as i've seen more and more everybody gets right i just said i just said overrated and i cannot tell you how excited i am to go play yellow tomorrow like just through the like so i say that but it's essentially you know it's just a temperature of the room answer i suppose you know or culture you know yeah i'd probably hate him even more if i was on twitter but i'm not gonna do that so Uh, the group (laughs) <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not making any. No comments. comments. No comments. That's a, that's a I got too many opinions to be on Twitter, so we're not going to do that. Is I uh, I used to reply and I used to be mm-hmm. you know, but I'm I'm done now. I'm I'm, a, I'm more of a. I don't like getting in the mentions anymore. <laughs> it's uh you know the the social media has been overall really good for architecture. Yeah. But I think it also creates this like group think and Mm -hmm. in a way can stunt the progression because, you know, becomes this gospel. This is good. And like, I feel like sometimes I'm I do, you know, it's like this is good. This is bad. It's like it's if it's you know what you guys do is art. You know, there should be a wide range of opinions. Right. Yeah. This is a big question big topic you know yeah this is is only gonna get me in terrible trouble too (laughs) oh man how do i how do i find my way through here um i don't know this might be a topic for another day (laughs) it's hard to give like honest critique especially someone in my place right because you know i do this so i have a a very critical eye. And so I, I always just get frustrated because as an art, you know, I went to art, you know, I went to school, I was an architecture major. I was a studio art minor, you know, critique was everything, right? So I insist on critique on site. I want to know, you know, those we were talking about earlier, like having Kyle on site, he's going to, you know, ask him, you know, I like what this is doing. I like what that's doing. Did you ever think about this? What about that? That's how we learn, you know, yeah. you know, when your professor in college stands up and she friggin' rips your model in half and like you thought you were going to walk in and get an A and then you just have to stand up there and present something and all of a sudden you're getting slaughtered and it's like, oh, here's your C minus. This is trash. Like, what were you think? Like, 
So uh, that's the only way I think we can learn. But you need that to push everything forward because if everything is simply the just like everything, the newest is always the best. Um, It's not the best. It's just um, so that's we need that. I don't know how you get that. I know it's very difficult to critique the other guy in the same business is like I get it. It's it's a weird ground. Well, it's hard to do right um, and not so offend everybody, and thus you, no Twitter. You, you are critical. I'm of ultra. Me. Yes, very uh, early on. Like early on, and yeah, you know, but, but it made me better. And like Tommy Nakarado was really critical of me on some. On, and I on just an saw article. him defend you very, yeah. very well the other but, day. But and he's and, and that's so many people he take hit offense. on exactly the same thing that you know you've you took it, but then you like you got on a plane, you came here, and you're standing in the dark waiting for the sun come up to take photos of put you know well, places that that no one's ever heard of. You drove two hours out of your way to go to Galen Hall because to go like a moat hole. Like there's not many people that would do so. But but this is the thing, not, uh, Tommy. Like he like shredded me. Oh, about I'm an sure article. he sent it a was, gazillion messages to Gil and Jim. And, well, what is this kid? But 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 I I got, called him. I talked to him, mm-hmm. and I in in it. And what he said, he's like. You know, like you just need to do your homework. Like you yeah. didn't do your, and it was he was totally right. And it's like it changed, but like, and this is the thing that kind of can drive me nuts a little bit about the internet because, like, if you say something critical about something somewhere, people like think you hate it, and it's like, well, no, I'm just pointing out like one thing. Yeah, and it, if somebody doesn't point it out, how do you ever? know that that might i and right. i'm not necessarily and then the, if it, yeah. the thing too is you know if someone if like so, if i want to talk about the functionality stuff or yeah. how something was constructed no one in the world is going to understand that and then they're just like oh you're you're saying all this but like horizon but lines i, I can something that but I, it's it's bad too because i can be really negative or be really critical of a really small thing but overall the thing was actually Excellent. And I find that's often, I really, really like something and, you know, you know, say it's like a dokes, you know, I might give something a dokes seven, but I might rant and rave about a couple of things that are just driving me nuts out there. And like everybody, but I was like, you know, and I might be fascinated about it and just go on and on and on and no, it's like, what are you talking like it, it's still an awesome golf course. Like, don't get me yeah. wrong, but there's something about the way that this thing is that just gets at me and I don't have a place to explain that um, because that's how people learn. And, you know, we, you know, I just want to teach people more and it's hard to be, you have to be sometimes critical. You don't necessarily be overly negative, but Frank, and it's, it's tough to find that. And then, you know, it's tough some always to find, you know, well, what good is it going to do if you just, I, I don't know. So it, it's tough. Um, I loved. Well, listen. I'm Golf Club Atlas is riddled of of things like that. I've said over the years, and the, but that's more of that discussion thing for whatever reason that you know where I spend most time on social media is like Instagram, right? And there's not nearly that conversation. I mean, there. on Instagram, it's all like it's, it's like the photos, roses, right? and it it drives me insane sometimes. I it just because like. To me, like, but everywhere I, can't be the greatest in the world because if everywhere's the greatest, then what is the greatest? Correct. Yes. Then, like, how do you ever know if it is the greatest? If you if you say everything's the greatest? Yep. I'm. I. I struggle with this all of the time. <laughs> yeah, I, but then, it, then you start Listen, talking about like you're talking things. to yeah. someone that's worked on a lot of these super you know pot like incredible places that that are you know a lot of them are these courses you're talking about i i don't know how to like you know i I will you know it's great to have the the positive it's amazing but how does it really you know sometimes it's too soon you just got to see how things level off um that's the thing is like uh, so many courses you got to see how they mature too right and yeah. you can't judge. It's so hard to you know, judge. Golf courses are living, one, breathing, evolving things. And like one loop around, I, I found this with 
especially national golf links. Like I, the first time I played it, did had you ever walked it before? No. So see when I went, so I walked the golf course probably three times before I ever played it. So yeah. I'd call Bill, I'd send Bill an email and I'd go out there in February. I'd, I'd be out there at like 7 a.m. because I got to beat the traffic yeah. all the way out to the Hamptons, right? And then I'd, I'd come back. I'd walk the whole thing, probably take me six hours. I'd have 600 photographs for the day. You know, the bunkers have pallets in them or like things like that for the winter. There's no flags. It doesn't matter. And, you know, so like I was able to take every – and I probably did that two or three times over the course of – and then finally one time, you know, somehow, I, you know, it was nice enough to have me out there. It was – Oh man, I played with Ben Hillard. It was the windiest. It was literally there was a tropical storm off the coast of Long Island. We were the only people to play the golf course that day. But you know, you wouldn't have had that you know experience. It was pretty funny. There were like literally two tailor made reps in the shop with us. It was the four of us in the morning, and they were trying to wait it out. And we was like, all right, let's go for it. They never went out. We played the only people on the golf course that whole day. But I smashed a best drive and best three wood of my life and barely got pin high on 17. So that tells you how much wind there was. That's a lot of wind. That's a lot of wind. The, uh, yeah. So the first time I played, yeah, my buddy was like, what did you think? I'm like, I I, you know, honestly, I can't even tell you. Cause I'm like, kind of like my, I'm on total sensory yeah, overload. You couldn't take it in. Like the second time I played, I like, saw i'd noticed a lot more stuff like yeah and then we, i the third time i was there i played with like a hickory and a persimmon or a, a hickory driver and a, a balada ball mm. and it was like insane yeah you know like all of a sudden i saw so much more than See? i'd ever so you're like, about that restoration movement the 17th t was the most and like this everybody talks about the, how great 17 is right yeah and it, playing modern it's not a great hole for me because I just blast it up the left mm-hmm. and there's no thought like, but then all of a sudden I have a hickory and a volata in my hand. Right. And all of a sudden I saw so that's, many more buckers. Right. That's what the, the principal's nose really was, wasn't it? It was like yeah. a three dimensional hazard when you had to try to get the old hickory stuff airborne. Yeah. Cause that, so it was like a vertical hazard. Correct. Right. And, and all of a sudden the 17th, I, I had this like I was like oh, like I I got why it was cool, but I at the same time I'm like nobody can call this the greatest par four in the world right now because like with modern equipment you just hit it over it, you know, and and it, it's not the design's fault, mm. you know, it's the governing body's fault, <laughs> but like it's not like you know it, by today's standard it's you know, sadly not the but then all of a sudden with the old equipment i'm like like but i appreciate that more and then people are like when are you gonna write about this place and i'm like i frankly i'm not even ready to write about it what am i gonna write what am i going to add to the subject right now yeah because i I haven't even seen and i don't know enough about it you know certain places you can you know shed light on early on that people haven't provided the the places museum you could write about so many different things there's like every kind of bunker on the ever you know, imagined is somewhere out there already, right? <laughs> Seventeen, the bunker with the top. I mean, that's why you know. Uh, then uh, the next McKellar, the old ode to the trench bunker. Yeah, this uh, the inverted bunkers at uh, yeah, at um, uh, Garden City are. Well, they're out there at National. Yeah, uh, it's I inverted bunkers need to come back. I saw. We were talking earlier, right? The the sort of you know, the future, right? The change, the reaction to the, the other stuff. Well, there you go. <laughs> Inverted bunker. You don't need Billy Bunker for that, right? <laughs> Are so cool. And, and anybody that doesn't know what an inverted bunker is, like literally just think about flipping a bunker it's over like a mound and then just put it, yeah, yeah, mound with sand on top of it. Yeah. I like the, the cool ones that certainly at Garden City where it's like, deep bunker and then it's got something in the middle and then it goes to the it's got the trifecta right the inverted and then the middle stage and then the like deep cavern all in like a uh triplet right there um those are so walter travis was just brilliant um with his creation of features but 
I think we only got one overrated, underrated, and then you just I know. ran away, it's, man. It's time. I, well, you know, discussion. I'm glad you got brought that back. Though. I feel honored to have participated <laughs> in that. Well, it, you know, it, it it it's a good because it just jumps you into these topics. Yeah, right look down at your... look at the rabbit hole it it led us into. Mm-hmm. All right, this is enough. <laughs> you know, this is the second end. It's gonna be just sheer delusional golf nerd stuff after this. Thanks for coming on for the second time. All right, people can find you on Instagram, Proper Golf at Proper Golf. Yeah, and they can read all your stuff on the fried egg. You've written a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. We're 14 weeks up, right? Uh, I think today or yesterday, uh, 14 went up, right? The from the the old course Clyde wrote about. Uh, yeah, so coming down the stretch. Yeah, you got to be like the fifth most contributing author on the fried egg. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna remember that one. Then one of these days, when it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you better be careful. <laughs> now, now we got photographs too. Uh-oh. Uh, this, I know. This is uh... You're just giving me ammo to, to yeah, perfect. All right. We'll uh we'll talk to you soon and uh look forward to seeing uh Edgar Town. Yeah. Get out there. Awesome. Definitely. Nothing nothing wrong with uh day playing golf in Martha's Vineyard. There's always time for nine. Or 18. Or 18. You got to play both, 7 and 16.